Hello and welcome to Don't Talk About It. I'm your host, Dean D, and today I've got a story for you. First off, let's start with April 4th. It was a little while ago, about a week. But on April 4th, I got a little notification on my phone about some updates. And I looked at it, and what was there was a little reminder that I had my first show, which was published on April 4th, called The Backstory. And it dawned on me that I have been doing this now for over a year publishing my podcast, my life journal of these lessons that I learned as a wellness professional, share with them to you to help, and um, hopefully that we've been learning some along the way. I've gotten some great emails and some validation that this is not just for my benefit, but for others as well, and I greatly appreciate that. But the story today is called The 98%. And it starts off with my dad. So my dad is a perfectionist, but he is a very projected perfectionist. He loves to have everybody else never meet his expectations. I've yet to be able to at 36, even though he tells me he loves me all the time. That's a little confusing. But anyways, so this story starts with my dad, the perfectionist, at, I think I was age 10, and I was really looking forward to this car show. Really looking forward to this car show. And my dad had spent the whole day cleaning. He had a 1972 351 Ranchero that he just loved. It was his car. But at this point in time, it was his hot rod that he had built. And he had spent five years putting everything into this vehicle. And it was an old 58 Kenworth and after the hours and hours and hours of watching my dad detail, wash, wax, armor all, using Q-tips to get in between the cracks on the rims to make sure the wheels were shiny as they could be, busting out that chrome polish. And after all of this was done, and I sat, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I played with my brother, and we did everything we could to try to pass the time while my dad cleaned his truck for this car show that we were so excited to go to. And then, lo and behold, we all went in the house because dad was finally getting his wallet, his keys, and we were off to the car show. My brother and I were going to get to spend the day running around, looking at all the shiny chrome and all those beautiful old cars that my brother and I were just so infatuated with at the time. They were extension of us. 
as we had learned from my dad, your car is an extension of you. And as we go in the house, we hear a little pitter-patter on the roof. And what do you know? It's rain. A little sprinkle came by and grazed the top of my dad's freshly cleaned, polished, chromed, waxed Kenworth. And he came outside and just started swearing up a storm. Up one side and down the other. Motherfucker this and the world's out to get me and just because I finished watching washing this car, this rain came by. It was purposeful, purposeful, intentful, and meant for him that rain. Or was it? Is it just the fact that the universe creates weather and that the weather changes and it's unpredictable? No, that was not the case. The case was that my father was personally attacked by the rain. And had done it on purpose. And in doing so, my father was so enraged that he said, we're not going. I'm not cleaning this effing truck again. And I remember my brother and I so upset. Just, I remember me being more the emotional one, comfortable with my feelings and letting things out. I remember crying all the way down to my house. We had a very interesting dynamic, and uh, my dad's shop was up on the top part of my house, so he can... or to hop part of our five-acre property so he can distance far from the entire family and be isolated like he liked. But we didn't go to that show. You didn't go. My brother got mad. And he went and found something else to do. But my dad went back in the house and he sulked and cussed and swore and went straight to his bottle of Crown Royal. Because of the car show that purposely ruined his day. Didn't matter that the only thing that Richard and I cared about was going to the show, and we didn't even care if he took the truck. <laughs> we just wanted to spend some time with my dad at the car show. But his perfection, his need to be viewed as perfect, led him otherwise in a direction where he couldn't see that the only thing his kids wanted was to spend a little time with them. But instead, my dad spent the rest of the day alone. And so did my brother and I. And this was a repetitive story for me, occurrence. Happened with my dad over and over again where something didn't turn out perfect. And the whole thing was ruined because of it. My dad was 98% happy, I would say. Or so he convinced himself all the time. 
But the only part that we got to see, my brother and I, was the 2% of imperfection that he constantly pointed out in us and in himself. This led me, as an adult, to carry on the same gene, the same learned behavior. It's not a gene. It's a learned behavior is what I mean. Yeah, it's a nice little rhyme. I didn't even try. And and I see myself doing this all from 10 years old, just on learning it, learning it, to always focus on the negative, always focus on that 2% of imperfection. It didn't matter that I went to a party in high school and that everybody was having a good time. I would be focused on the fact that my Halloween costume wasn't as funny as some of the other kids at the Halloween party. I couldn't have a good time because I was too busy fixating on the 2% of imperfection that controlled the 98% of my day. My mental space was mostly filled with the 2% of imperfection. This is what I've learned from my family to focus on. I would throw big events. We'd get excellent participation at our community that I worked at. And I would just fixate on like the light bulb that was out. One light bulb on the whole string of lights was out, and that would ruin the entire event for me. Because it's not perfect. It didn't matter that everybody was having an enjoyable time socializing. In fact, to my knowledge, most people didn't even notice the light bulb. I had one person come up to me and said, Oh, you got a burned out light. That happens to me all the time. That was it. But this 2% was where I lived for a very, very, very long time. All through college, every single date that I went on, if I didn't get a kiss at the end of the night, then she didn't like me. The date was terrible. I'm a failure. I'm not tall enough. I'm not attractive enough. Always something to work on. And then I switched gears. And I started focusing on the 98%. I learned to let life go. Just ignore it. Just ignore that part of you that you don't like. Don't focus on it. Forget about it. Let it go. This was my approach. And so I remember this event that we scheduled. It was St. Patty's Day. And I had planned on having Guinness. And Guinness makes a couple different types of beer. And I had accidentally ordered the wrong Guinness. Instead of it being their smooth Irish-style draft, it was more of like a lager. 
It still had Guinness on the bottle. It was just the wrong type. And I remember it showing up at the loading dock that morning. Cases and cases and cases of Guinness. Not at all what I wanted. So I ignored it. And I just said the heck with it. It's just a party. Let's go on. Let's move forward. Let's do this. And I went about my day. As soon as I left that loading dock and I started walking back to my office, the only thing that I could do was utilize all of my mental capacity to ignore the fact that I wanted to do something to fix this. And I thought this was better because I wasn't letting it get to me. However, now I see that at the time I didn't recognize that obsessing about it, that 2% of imperfection, or obsessing about not obsessing about it, isn't really any different. Because at the end of the event, I still felt the same way, whether I ignored it or not. It didn't feel complete. I felt like that 2% of me that I was ignoring was gone. And the parts of me that I don't like are the parts that I learn the most from. When I'm willing to look and listen. And so I'm trying a third stage, which is helping me feel more 100%. I think I'm 99% right now, because this is always a work in progress. But let me share when I realized this the other day. Is in my new position, I am a marketing director, community relations director. And one of the things that happens is surprise tours. You know, people walk in and they want to learn about your community. And so I had a surprise tour walk in. And now this was 5.05. I was just wrapping up for the day. And here was this tour. And it just walked in. Hello? Hello? Ding! As the doorbell goes off as they walk through. And I get up from my desk, and in doing so, I dump the remainder of my green smoothie down the front of my pants. Now, my 98% side of positivity would have ignored it, brushed it off. And spent the entire tour focusing on myself. Instead of the reason why these people were there. Was to inquire about their mother. Whose dementia has gotten to the point that she needs memory care. They can't manage at home with themselves and the caregivers. Who they've hired to privately come into her home and help her. They're not able to do that, so they came in to see 
what our community can offer. And I thought about that for a minute. Here are these people wanting my attention and the only thing I can focus on is myself. Because if I focus on that 2%, I would have rescheduled the tour for tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, we've got something going on. Can I tour you tomorrow? Because I would not have been able to do the tour with my pants in the shape they were in, that 2%. Going back to the car show. Screw it. We're not going to do it. The 98% would have taken them on the tour and spent the entire time focusing on themselves, on their pants that were in an interesting condition. But instead, I'm taking that 2% and I'm leaning into it hard, learning about it a bit more and listening to it because it is part of me and without it, I'm not complete. And I'm not able to learn and grow. And so, in my new state, that has been very new. I would say only been practicing this for about 11 months. And it's hard, but it's feeling good. And here's what I did. I walked out to the lobby... And I said, hi, how are you? My name's Dean. I'm the community relations director. We introduced ourselves and I said, you're here for a tour? I will gladly give you one. I just need a minute because as you can tell, the smoothie did not find my mouth. And we all had a laugh about it. And you know what they said? Do you want us to come back tomorrow and we could do the tour then? When you're, you know, a little more comfortable? And that was it right there. That's when I realized what I was looking for was acceptance. And they had given it to me. They'd given me grace. And besides, they were there to focus on their mom. They didn't care about the community relations director's pants. <laughs> Come on. And I told him no. I said, give me one, give me a minute. I said, let me clean this up. And I said, we'll go on a tour. I said, as long as it doesn't bother you. And they said, it doesn't bother us. I said, well, then I'll let it go. So by calling it out, is what helped me. Because now it's no longer in my head. I'm no longer obsessing about it. They're in the know about it. And it's the uncomfortable elephant for me in the room that I choose to ignore all the time. But instead, I'm introducing my elephant to people now. But more so to myself. Because I'm the one who needs to hear it the most. So what does that look like? That looks like being kind to yourself, giving yourself grace, meditating, taking time to reflect, 
to realize what the actual priority on the situation is, not the priority that you obsess about in your mind. And these are all things that I've been learning and practicing, and I got to apply it the other day, and I try to apply it daily. And I know that I'm not perfect at it. And that acceptance of not being perfect at it is what's helping me move forward. So, on a final note, I'm looking forward to the rest of this year with some new growth and some openness, welcoming those parts a bit more. 98%, 2%, it's not 100%. I feel like I can look back and see these stages and how I've grown and how my mind has learned to relax and change the way it functions. So, hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. Enjoy the day.